Welcome to the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. Join us as we explore the future of farming, food, and nutrition. I'm talking with Martin Ryan, Technical Support Manager at Glambia Agribusiness, County Tipperary, Ireland. Mr. Ryan's an award-winning pedigree cattle breeder and exhibitor, a past president of the Irish RLA Cattle Society, and is a current board member of the Irish Cattle Breeding Federation. He joins us to talk about what can be accomplished when various interests work together toward a common goal. And we thank you for joining us, Martin. Thank you very much. If you would tell us about the centralized database that's been created by the Irish Cattle Breeding Federation, what's it called? ICBF is the short acronym we use for it. It's the Irish Cattle Breeding Federation, but I think it goes back to 1998 when we had a vision that uh, we had a lot of small breed societies uh, all doing various genetic improvement programs, trying to do their own thing. And we had a vision to create a more centralized database which would bring economies of scale, first of all, and actually improve the reliability by getting everybody to work together. Uh, and we envisaged not just the breeders, but also the processors, the livestock markets, the, the processing factories, uh, right through the chain, actually, AI organizations, milk recording, you name it, we wanted to get them all involved. So this actually began in the 90s? In 1998, the mm-hmm. idea took hold, and by the year 2000, we had actually a federation put together which and created basically a co-op where all of the interested parties took a shareholding. And that's how they are represented today based on that shareholding on the board. And since then, there's been quite a revolution in digital technology. It must have changed things considerably. Well, absolutely. But fundamentally, I think at the start, we, what we did have already was we had uh, at least five decades of absolute good registration information from birth. Every calf is, is, was tagged at birth. We had all that in there and quite a lot of um, ancestry information. So that formed the basis of the database. But what we didn't have in there was to pull together then all the issues like milk recording, linear scoring, weight records from animals being slaughtered, confirmation scores, fat scores, daily live weight gain, all that kind of good information. So that's really what we set out to achieve was to pull everything like that together in one place. And is that what makes the system unique or are there more attributes that do that? I, I think that that was how, how it set itself apart from everything else uh, day one. So every animal, every time it moves in Ireland is actually captured in the database. So if it goes to a livestock market, its weight on the day is transferred back to the actual database and the value it made. If it's an animal that's slaughtered in, in, in a processing plant on that day, its carcass weight, its carcass confirmation, its fat score is all transferred back into the database. And of course, we have the sires of all those animals as well. So based on using that kind of information, or indeed on the dairy side, if it's milk recording, likewise, all of that comes back into the database, which gives us a very simple model in a way because we have the data coming from everywhere. And then you have a lot of on-farm recording programs as well, which transfers back data into the database. So it gives us a powerful tool for uh, creating genetic evaluations. And how many users are there? So we have effectively at least 70,000 people that are working in the system between dairy and beef farmers. You could say about 80% of all active farmers are very actively involved in the database. Everybody gets their evaluations from there. Uh, We have, you know, on the breed society level, we have six dairy breeds uh, completely involved. We have 14 beef breeds completely involved. Every processor is involved. Every milk processor is involved as well as beef processor. Every livestock mart is involved. So, you know, it's a very complete, comprehensive system that captures data at every level, really. 
There can be competitive considerations to sharing data, but I understand that there's a great deal of collaboration in this system. Is is competitiveness an issue? Oh, absolutely. And it, well, not today, but I think at the very outset, there would have been a lot of concern by individual breed societies that they were putting information into a central repository and wondered, you know, uh, how safe is that? Can I get it back ever and it become my own again? You know, what responsibilities do I have? Are we safe to share that information? Are we allowed to share it? And so on. So there was a lot of concern in the, initially, and that's why it probably took two years to become incorporated and uh, get, get that hardened out. But today, it's uh, people don't see actually any alternative. A great deal of data comes in and then it's analyzed and reshared back with the uh, the users. Is yeah, the, the system is actually completely open. So any individual farmer can go on and look at his own herd. He'll actually get reports every week if he wishes. Every week, the database shares all the registration data that came in, all the AI information that came in. So you can see how many cows were milk recorded, how many cows were uh, inseminated uh, during the week. So it's completely open in that regard, actually. So you can check any animal. If you're a farmer looking for stock bull, you can actually go into the bull search. Uh, and that actually has a lot of parameters. So you can actually set your parameters, e- even, you know, including the distance from where I live, as well as your calving ease or whatever, and select the bull accordingly and know where to find him. Is any training required to use the system? We actually provide a number, uh, a lot of webinars, both to the breed societies and to individual farmers, uh, for using the system. But it's it, it's it's actually very intuitive, because people understand the terminology quite well. Data reliability as a term might seem obvious, but uh, what is it and why is it important that system users understand what it is? Well, at the very outset, I think uh, data reliability would have been considered relatively poor because you didn't have a lot of information. And to improve that data reliability, I suppose the first thing is we had to increase the usage to get, you know, and as soon as more and more people submitted data, that completed it. But we also introduced a scheme among suckler beef farmers whereby there were some benefits to themselves by actually putting in the data. And of the sort of 50,000 suckler beef producers, uh, over 50% of them, and particularly the larger ones, joined up immediately. Now, that actually gave us an absolute big volume of data into the system to improve that reliability. And then, of course, along came things like genomics, uh, where we're sampling up to 35,000 cattle every week uh, genomically, and that has improved the reliability substantially as well. So we now have, you know, even on the, uh, we have over 50 billion SNPs on the system, which actually gives us enormous reliability. So is this a global model? I think it's a global model. I suppose in every every country doesn't necessarily work the same, but I think it's uh, highly unique to have every piece of the industry sharing information together. You know, and that, that, that sharing has actually benefited dairy farmers to the tune of 150 million uh, euros per year, which is about $170 million in today's language. Uh, in a small country, it's not, not to be sneezed at. On the beef side, the average beef carcass on the terminal side has gained at least 70 euros per head. So that's quite significant. And um, on the replacement index side, things have been quite a bit slower because people have more slaughter- focused initially on the slaughter part. Uh, but today, that is increasing as well. And in the last year alone, has increased by about 15 euros per animal. Is the system continuing to be developed and what is yet to be achieved? Uh, I think the main part that will actually give us uh, further momentum in the future is actually the genomics component. Uh, We use a 54K SNP, which is a very high 
level of intensity of data. And from that, we can pick up uh, quite a lot of other issues in the genome, including genetic defects and so on. And I think, you know, down the road, we'll get to gene editing ultimately. Martin Ryan is Technical Support Manager at Glambia Agribusiness, and we thank you so much for being with us. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. For show notes and more episodes, visit alltech.com forward slash agfuture. future.